Hello and thanks for listening to the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. All opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the contributors and not necessarily those of either Beyond Radio or of Morecambe Football Club. This podcast has reached tens of thousands of people so far this season. If your business would like to reach those people in an extremely cost-effective way, you can drop me an email for more details to dave.salmon at beyondradio.co.uk. Salmon as in the fish. Or you can send me a private message on Twitter at dpsalmon. You can also support this podcast and our Shrimps Live full match commentaries on Ko-fi at ko-fi, that's ko with a k, dot com forward slash Shrimps Live. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. After... Eventually, it's cleared away, and Portsmouth might have a bit of a break on here. Up and over the ball goes, and Hurst might be in here one-on-one against Leatheran. Hurst takes it round the keeper. Leatheran on the floor. He's hit the bar. I can't believe it. It's the post. What's going on? Eventually, it's smashed into the back of the net by Marcus Harness to open the scoring for Portsmouth. But a real comedy of errors there at the back for the Shrimps. And it was so easy. The ball up and over the top. Hurst was through one-on-one. Took it round Leatheran. His shot came back off the crossbar. The rebound, the empty net, back off the post. We didn't clear it. It fell nicely for Harness. Six, seven yards out. And he smashes it into the roof of the net to make it Portsmouth 1, Morecambe nil. I'm struggling to find the words, Dave, to describe what I've just seen. That is the biggest comedy of errors in, in a goal that I've seen in a long, long time. Ultimately, again, we should have cleared it sooner. We really should have done. We had chance after chance yeah. as well, it has to be said. But, uh, yeah, you, you think, especially when he's rounded the keeper and uh, he hits the bar, I think it was. You think, right, we've, we've escaped that one. Hits the post, you think, right, again, you know, we've gotten lucky here. But again, third time lucky, we didn't manage to clear the ball. And it's slammed home, and Portsmouth take the lead. Here's Dan Paul down the right-hand side, stops and in the box, gets oh, a shot away. That was a good effort, low down to his right-hand side. It's a smart save by the keeper, Gavin Bazzuni. One thing that Portsmouth are very good at is retaining possession in tight situations, just like that from Aziz. Into the feet of Harness, it goes once more. Thread needle pass, looking for the run of Hurst. That's a good stop. Kyle. That's a good stop on the edge of his area from Kyle Leatheran to snuff out the danger. Much better from Kyle Leatheran there, wasn't it? Read the ball through really, really well. Good defending by O'Connor, but then not a great pass looking for Phillips. We need to be careful, don't get caught out here because here's George Hurst on the edge of the box. Harness. 15 yards out, tries to pull the trigger right foot, it cleared from Greg Lee, but that's a good cross, and then the header, it was a free one as well, from Ronan Curtis, probably should have done better than nodding it tamely straight into the arms of Kyle Leatheran. It's going to be a corner though to Pompey on their left-hand side, the Morecambe right. It's going to be swung in, right-footed, in it comes, it's a real deep one towards the back post, and it's in to the back of the net. And it's Connor Ogilvy, I think, with the last touch. The central defender up from the back. And that might be game over for Stephen Robinson's men here at Fratton Park. 14 minutes to go. And it was as simple as you like. Corner from Aziz, swung in towards the back post. And Ogilvy nods it home. Six yards out to make it Portsmouth 2, Morecambe nil. Well, that unfortunately looks to be that fun for uh, Morecambe this afternoon. Like we said... We certainly were the better team, I think, in the uh, in the second half. 
And again, all it comes down to is taking your chances. We've had a fair few chances in this game this afternoon. We haven't taken them. And that would be possibly Portsmouth's biggest chance of the second half. And they've taken it. And that's 2-0. And that's bitterly, bitterly disappointing. Well, Kyle Leatheren hasn't really had much to do, has he, since half-time? I can't recall a, a significant... Just looking down at my notes, nothing really of significance. No, it's another set-piece as well. The manager, I imagine, will be absolutely seething. Goal kick taken, flicked on and into the path of Joan Royung, who just about gets it to Stockton, who shows good physicality. No, he was having his shirt tucked there, he absolutely was, but he should have played on rather than appealing to the referee. Falls nicely on the edge of the box of Phillips! Oh, what a save! What a save! That was oh. destined for the top corner, a pile driver from Adam Phillips from 25 yards out, and then at full stretch, Gavin Bazuna, the unknown goalkeeper from Manchester City, somehow tips the ball onto the crossbar. He's got absolutely no right to save that, and yet the fingertips of the 19-year-old Manchester City Loney keeps Morecambe at bay. Like you say, Adam Phillips strike almost destined to nestle in the top corner, but it's a fantastic save. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps Verdict on Beyond Radio. You know, we've come here and dominated large areas of the game, played in areas we wanted to play in. But again, we have to find a way to stop set plays. You put people into positions to mark men, and it's, you know, it's different people. Every week, um, of course, you have to try and give yourself a chance. You know, if you're coming to places like Pompey with the atmosphere and the crowd, and you're giving yourself a, you know, at 1 0, we're right in the game. You know, the crowd are starting to turn. We're dominating possession, we're creating chances, putting balls into the box, but the set play kills the momentum. So it's a difficult one to take, but I know if we play like that in the next three games, we'll pick up points. And how pleased were you with the response after half-time? Because you came out the traps quickly second half. Yeah, I thought we played well first half as well. I thought we were even better second half. You know, it's after a 5-0 defeat, it's, um, it's a case of trying to regain confidence, which they did. So it's hard for me to, to criticise the players. Uh, individual mistakes again, you know, for the first goal. At maybe at League 2 level you don't get punished for that we did by a good Pompey side one of, I believe one of the best sides we've played um, so yeah it's difficult to take but certainly gives me more hope than Tuesday night Change of formation going into this one what was your thoughts behind that? I just think it made it more solid you know we've been playing football backwards backward football instead of trying to be positive and play forward and try and play in other people's half that doesn't mean to say long ball it just means positive football and we had John O'Bicker fit, which gives us a, a platform. We knew we had to take him off at 60 minutes. We had to get him off medically. Um, but that's another 60 for John, and I believe him and Cole will cause massive problems. I thought the shape worked to an extent, um, and it's something we'll probably stick with. But we've just lost Ryan Delaney and, and Scott Wooten for a number of weeks now with injuries, so I'll have to reassess that. You mentioned Abika there, you must be delighted to have him back and making his debut. Yeah, six months after, I probably signed him as my main signing, he's, he's made his debut, so um, it's been a long road for him, but he's, you know, he's, he's come back, you know, he looks like he hasn't been away, he'll get better and better as the games go, and he's certainly a bonus in a, in a hard period for us, certainly, and as I say, if we play like that and that energy and that commitment, we will win more games than we lose in the next three, and we have to deal with set plays, you know, no matter who you put in there. We have part zonal, we have men that are marking um, and it's just about taking responsibility and unfortunately at the moment it's a, it's a different person each week. As you say, you know, if you play like that, you've dropped into the drop zone for now, but how confident are you that you can turn this around pretty quickly? As I say, they, we are not judged on 
on coming to Pompey or Sunderland. We we have expectations when we come, but we're not judging that. The next three games are vital for us, they're really important. And I'm confident if we play like that with that commitment and, and that positive play as opposed to going backwards, backwards, backwards and playing with fear, then we'll be okay. Certainly a lot more to be optimistic about, Stephen, for sure, today from Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday was pathetic at best. I think it's the only way I can describe it. Um, today was, yeah, it's a, a lot more to be optimistic about. The result didn't go our way. The performance was much better. As I say, we played a lot more football in their half of the pitch. We took the game to them a lot more and, and played positive passes instead of negative passes, which produced people to pre- press you. Two boxes is at this level are, you know, the clinical level of their finishing. Um, Kyle, I'm not sure he had a save to make the whole second half and everything first half was straight to him. You know, but we made poor decisions for the first goal and we got punished for another set play, which is so frustrating as a manager when you spend hours working on it and you spend days working on it and, you know, everybody knows the footage, we know the dangers and people just don't do their, their job. So that's the frustrating bit that we're not in control in if, unless we change the personnel, which we can't at this moment in time. But, um, yeah, the, I mean, in terms of the actual performance and how we played, if we play like that in the next three games, I'm confident we'll pick up results. And it's the four games, I suppose, and it's Fleetwood, Bolton, Crew, Doncaster, they now take on enormous significance. Yeah, Bolton are now sort of come getting dragged into that after a really good start. So, um, yeah, they're huge, of course they are. Um, every game's huge for us. Um, maybe it's me. Um, I come here and I expect to win. I expect to get results. And we try and play positive, play two up front, and we go for it. Um, and when we are at home and when we have the teams around us, then it's it's you know it's super important we try and pick up points. Well, first and foremost, how relieved are you to be back on the pitch? Yeah, no, of course. Um, on a personal note, it's very good to, to be back. It's, it's been a while. Um, you know, before the game, they were talking about, oh, it's actually your, your debut. And it's, um, I would have wanted it at the start of the season, but now have to build up and um, um, continue to, 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 to work hard to, to, to stay in the team and, and uh, uh, do well for the team. Yeah. How tough has this been for you the last five months? Because the timing wasn't great as well, was it a week before the season? Yeah, definitely. You know, it happened in pre-season um, uh, against Burnley. And yeah, it was, it's just tough, especially knowing that he's, he's going to keep me out for three or four months. So uh, mentally, you have to, to stay strong and and work hard with with the staff who've, who've been fantastic and uh, you know I'm glad I'm, I'm back out there How did you feel out there for the hour that you played? Yeah de- definitely you know I need to definitely uh, get fitter fitter but that just comes with games you know I did a, I've done a lot of work uh, behind the scenes but that just comes with games um, get that match fitness up and, uh, and, and get scoring again Talking of which I think mean, Carl Stockton's on fire isn't he this season yeah. how excited are you potentially about that partnership? Yeah definitely you know um, that's what I look forward to when, when coming I've, I've known of him uh, when he was in League Two, so uh, seeing how well he's doing is, is, is no surprise. He works hard in training, and um, he's, he's great for the team. Obviously, yeah. you've played at this level a number of times before for different clubs. So, I mean, what do you make of this level generally, and how confident are you that you can turn things around and get out the drops? Yeah, definitely. I feel it, it starts from from training. You know, um, the gaffer has been solid with us, and he, he he keeps on pushing us to to work hard. And um, in training, um, uh, we're, we're seeming to to kind of get get the, the, the right patterns of play but it needs to ultimately it needs to come out uh, on a match day and I'm sure that that, that will happen in, the, in the, the next few games What did you make generally of the performance this afternoon? Yeah there was a, there was a lot of grit to the performance um, I feel like everyone worked the work rate was, was strong uh, but ultimately we need to, to, to score goals and um, that's probably what we're disappointed by and how tough is it when you go 1-0 down here because naturally the atmosphere is, is always fantastic at that part? Yeah, definitely. Of, of course it's tough, but I feel we didn't until probably the second goal. Uh, that was kind of like the sucker punch. Uh, we still looked in, in the game. 
Um, you know, it was it was quite annoying. The ball didn't really fall in the box for us. It was a you know bouncing a few times, but you know um, I, I know for a fact the tide will turn. Sure, surely. And defeats this week, but I mean it's been a tough old week, hasn't it? Going to Sunderland and then going to Portsmouth, it can't really get more difficult in League One. Yeah, yeah, two two away uh, away games against a tough opposition, but this is what we're we're here for, you know. So we need to to group together and, and get ready for the next game. It's the Shrimps Thirty Podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio, episode thirty already of this League One season time is absolutely flying by isn't it hello from Dave Salmon Uh, thanks as ever for your company on Shrimps Live this afternoon it finished at Fratton Park Portsmouth 2 Morecambe 0 so another defeat on the road for Stephen Robinson's men but lots to be positive about not the results of course but so much better in so many ways in comparison uh, to Tuesday night's 5-0 defeat to Sunderland at the Stadium of Light joined as ever by Matt Smith uh, from the Shrimps media team and, and Matt it is fair to say despite the results overall there were plenty of positives yeah you know there was uh, like you say there were a lot more things to to be happy about uh, in contrast to the Sunderland performance you know we were getting the ball into really dangerous areas we were creating chances we were passing well and, and even defensively bar the two goals you know we were making first contacts um, and we were putting bodies on the line at times as well so yeah I mean like we say despite the 2-0 uh, loss there's still a, a lot of things to, to be positive about and, and like the gaffer said in his post-match interview if we perform like that in the next three games then we'll, we'll certainly win more than we lose we'll talk about those next three or four games in, in a couple of minutes Matt if we may but the nature of both of the goals is the one area yet again unfortunately that we, we just it just fell a bit short on didn't we again second goal didn't pick the man up from the direct corner and then despite the change in formation up and over the top for the what well, was quite a bizarre first goal actually the way it went in the net in the end yeah it was a total free goal wasn't it I mean what crossbar post and post it's just one of those on another day I'm not using it as an excuse but on another day could it have bounced elsewhere and, and, and gone clear quite possibly but ultimately you know, we, we really should be clearing those uh, the, those situations. But uh, I think after going one 0 down, I think we responded really well, um, especially in the second half. I think we were uh, we were the better team up until they scored. You know, we were creating loads of chances, e- even at two 0 down. You know, Adam Phillips has a, a strike which ends up. Uh, you know, their goalkeeper pulls off one of. Surely, it has to be up there with one of the saves of the season. Yeah. Come uh, come May time, it was an absolutely incredible stop. And you know that that goes in. It's a it's a different ball game with what ten five minutes to play or something like that. So yeah, um, plenty to be positive about. Uh, well, plenty to be positive about apart from the scoreline. But like we say, form like that will will we'll be okay. Three five two today. Change of personnel as well. Five changes in total. We had to make those changes, of course, given the nature of the defeat on Tuesday. I think it was inevitable that. Uh, Robbo was going to roll the dice the way he did. I thought there were a number of pretty good performances, actually. Let's um, let, let's go to the back first. I thought the 3-5-2 worked pretty well for large parts of the game. I was particularly impressed with Liam Gibson's contribution. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I thought Gibbo looked really, uh, really sharp when, uh, well, all game, really. Um, obviously picked up a, an early book in in the grand scheme of things which isn't ideal but I think he managed that well um, 
thought he put in some some really really intelligent uh, tackles um, and yeah it was uh, a good competition between him and his opposition so yeah really impressed with Gibbo um, and then you know you look at the other, other lads that came in I thought John Abika for his first team debut which is mad to think that we signed him back in uh, in summer and he's only just making his debut but a testament to, to him and the effort he's put into coming back from what was a total freak injury so yeah really happy to see John back out there I thought he, he had a really positive 60 minutes and he'll undoubtedly be looking to build on that in the coming weeks Big John back on the scene friend of Shrimps Live of course we were delighted to have John in the commentary box with myself and Matt for four games at the start of the season and uh, we had a great time he's a great guy and he's worked so hard to get back and he didn't really get much of a sniff at goal uh, this afternoon but he certainly put himself around a hell of a lot Matt didn't he and one thing's for sure Big John hopefully he's going to stay fit he looks he looks full of running I asked him after the game if he felt good and he said I felt I feel fine I feel strong so he's going to be a big player for us Christmas, New Year and beyond Yeah, you know, like you say um, he didn't really have too many uh, chances in front of goal but, you know, we got to see the physical side to his game his his pace, his uh, his desire and things like that, so yeah, I was really impressed with him and like we say, that's only his first 60 minutes of the season, so he's he's left a a positive impact on the team in in a short period of time, so like we say when when he does get up to, to speed with the rest of the team only benefit the club can't it and you know like the gaffer touched on I fully believe that the relationship he will have with Cole Stockton I think it will be uh, the the thorn in the side of many oppositions this season also thought when Jonah Iunga came on he's looked a little bit out of sorts hasn't he over the last few weeks I thought he not back to his best but certainly improving physicality tracking back those things were a lot better than what we've seen over the last couple of weeks yeah, definitely. Uh, we, we saw early on in the season what Jonah can bring to the side. You know, he's he's got pace, he's got desire, um, he's strong, uh, he reads play really well. Um, and I think, like you say, I think we saw more of that uh, this e- uh, sorry this afternoon. So yeah, really uh, really impressed with Jonah. And um, like I say, ultimately speaking, on the whole, I think overall some some very positive performances. So that's glass half full. Let's look at glass half empty then, Matt. Two more injuries. Ryan Delaney, Scott Wooden. Scott Wooden in particular didn't look great when he came off. Ryan Delaney got injured a few minutes after he came on. Both looked thigh, hamstringish. Certainly thigh for Scott Wooden. And as Robbo said in his post-match, they both look like they're going to be out for a few weeks. And given that we twitched to three at the back, losing two centre-halves is not ideal. It's so frustrating, isn't it? Um, and you've got to feel sorry for those lads. It's you know, especially when we're looking to get back to a fully fit squad, we're so close to it, and all of a sudden, two defenders in the same position, we lose them both in one afternoon. Um, of course, at this stage, we don't know the severity of the injury, but so soon after full time, the gaffer mentioned that it, it could be a matter of weeks, which just isn't ideal at all, is it? Um, so real, uh, real sore point I think in the afternoon. Maybe a chance for Jacob Mensah, perhaps. Maybe a flat back four with Gibson and Anthony O'Connor as the two centre halves. I suppose we'll wait and see about that. We'll talk about massive game next Saturday and beyond in uh, just a second, Matt. But the harsh reality for the Shrimps as we head back up north 
uh, to Lancashire this evening. You'll probably hear the car rumbling away in the background. We're all hands-free, of course, but as we head back home from the south coast, Morecambe, for the first time this season, find themselves in the bottom four. They do, but it's important, I think, to acknowledge that we've still got a lot of football to play. Um, it's not an ideal situation to be in, but you know, there's what five, six months uh, left of the season, so we're absolutely in control of our own destiny, as are the other teams. Absolutely, so absolutely. It's it's a case of knuckling down, working hard on the training ground, and, uh, and and getting the results on a Saturday and a Tuesday, and uh, I've fully confident that, uh, that they can turn it around you know it's been touched on many times that a team like Morecambe coming up in this division for the first time you're going to hit rocky patches and also the fact we've played Sunderland and Portsmouth in one week two massive massive clubs in this division so it's always going to be difficult of course it is it's how we respond to it I think is uh, is the key uh, and, and have every every confidence in the fact that we'll be able to bounce back a lot stronger yeah, we've had um, quite a tough run of fixtures, haven't we? And we've been on the road uh, for a heck of a lot of miles in the last few days. Sunderland and then Portsmouth today. It's going to be good to be home next Saturday. It's the first of four really, really important fixtures, though, for the Shrimps. The Seafood Derby Part 2. Great Lancashire Derby in prospects against Fleetwood Town. There's going to be all sorts at stake. And, and, and we, we need to start our Christmas fixtures hopefully off in the right way yeah I uh, completely agree uh, it promises to be a really really good game you know it was a, an, a very enticing tie I think it's fair to say when we played back at Highbury a few weeks ago um, goes without saying that uh, that they'll be on the lookout for revenge obviously after Cole Stockton's world class winner in the 94th minute um, but you know we're at home we've got home advantage we've got great support behind us um, and like we say if we can follow on where we left off to uh, this afternoon then I've, there's no reason to think why the Shrimps can't take all three points against Fleetwood again I think Robbo's right isn't he Matt in, in, in what he said a couple of times in his post-match actually and that's we play with that heart and spirit and desire and determination and that quality as well it has to be said uh, we will pick up points in the coming games that said it's essential now probably more so than ever season defining I called it in commentary on Shrimps Live this afternoon I stand by that Fleetwood Bolton on Boxing Day Crew on the 29th and then on the 2nd of January at home to Doncaster Rovers all those sides in and around us in, in the bottom six or seven clubs in League One three games at home just that short trip uh, to the uh, Uni Bowl on Boxing Day these are enormous games now they are um, but there are enormous games for every team it's not just Morecambe that uh, that are facing some big ties in the coming weeks um, and you know uh, the, the, the source of confidence is the fact that we have been able to, to you know win quite a few games this season um, against a range of sides against bigger clubs in the division so called smaller clubs in the division if it was a matter of struggling to pick up points across the whole campaign to this point then it would be a different you know conversation but like I say we've got some cracking results so far from the opening day up until you know more, more recently so there's a lot of things to still be um, optimistic about and, and like we say if we can apply ourselves in the same manner that we, that we did today then there's no reason why we can't claim maximum points from, from all three uh, sorry all, all, all four games over the Christmas period 
and much as I love you Matt doing the co-commentating with me and uh, having you as a, a passenger in uh, in the Shrimps Live Mobile travelling all over the country it's going to be great to be back at the Mazuma next weekend <laughs> no it, it, it absolutely is you know like, like we say we have done the miles this week especially Sunderland away on a Tuesday yeah, mate. and uh, Portsmouth away on the Saturday so yeah it, it, we know the effect we say it time and time again but we know the effect that the fans can have on this team um, so it's going to be so important that the fans show up in fine voice as they have done all season may I add but especially going into into the, the busy festive period uh, that the, the fans will be needed more than ever um, and, and it, it's just going to be great to be back on, on home soil isn't it um, back at home back at the Missouri in front of our own fans and uh, it's certainly going to be exciting so the first of four massive games for the Shrimps coming up this coming Saturday. Fleetwood Town, the visitors to the Mazuma Stadium. The Seafood Derby Part 2. Delighted to be joined on the pod uh, by Ben Knappman. Uh, Nappers, welcome back to the pod. It only seems like a few short weeks ago since we last spoke. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think we spoke you know, a couple of weeks before the, the actual game last time as well, which... You know, those weeks were tough going into the Morgan game and it felt like a lot changed at probably both clubs, really, in terms of your expectations and, you know, where the clubs may be at going into that game. And then, obviously, the game happened. It was you know, eventful, to say the least. And then, since then, you know, we've lost our manager. You know, we've got a caretaker and Stephen Craney, who's got us playing, you know, better football on the floor, on the front foot. And you know, you know, we won two games. You know, not not the greatest performance against Chillingham, but three points is three points, and outside that bottom four, lots to unpack. Then Ben, since we uh, last met each other, let's talk about Simon Grayson's departure. Firstly, I suppose if you look at Andy Pilly's managerial appointments history, no real surprise that he was given the push, given the lead position. Yeah. Um, I do. I, I would like to place on record my thanks, you know, to Simon for you know what he did last year. He kept us up. There was a hint of a playoff push, you know, maybe a week or, or ten days. There's a real belief that you know the squad could do something, and you know he really settled that team. I think giving him a long term deal maybe would have been a mistake, which we did. Um, again, I was happy to support him. We had a lot of you know injuries, which you know did hinder yeah. the way he wanted to play. You know, Shane and Morris was out for ten weeks. You had Morton out for a month. You know, you have your captain, Jordan Rossiter, out. You, you get freak injuries to, you know, James Hill, uh, Brad Alliday, Darnell Johnson, you know, Callum Camp, City Skull. Um, these were freak injuries. These were, you know, little niggles or training round injuries where you can change something. Um, so he was, he did get a bit unlucky, but the squad was better than what it was playing. Yeah. I felt like we turned into a Simon Grayson side. You know, he's a little bit soft now. He's a little bit, Getting to that age where maybe it doesn't hurt as much. Um, and I felt like that turned into a side. But, you know, could anyone do any better overall? I, I don't know, you know. Um, did well last year. I think it was time to let him go, though, and, you know, move on. And, you know, we've got Stephen Craney in now, who's you know, helped bring, you know, we had five academy graduates in the first team yesterday. And, you know, Stephen Craney, a man who's, help to bring them through. And that's obviously a clear pathway for this football club. So it's important that we get the right choice. 
Now, with Stephen Craney in charge, he's going to know a lot about uh, the younger players and the academy graduates coming through from, from working with them over the last few years. And as you've alluded to there, Ben, lots of them, probably more than ever before in, since Fleetwood got into the Football League, more than ever, are now first-team regular mainstays of the team. Yeah, absolutely. And it is nice to see. It really is. Like, I like going, pay me all their money. And, you know, Paddy Lane, he's on seven assists. Uh, you know, got him from the non-league. And it's so good to see a player that, you know, will buy for so cheap and we can just sell him on. And that'll help our football club. Shaden Morris came from our academy. He'll go on to bigger and better things. James Hill, you know, Preston, you know, Celtic. I think Barcelona have had a look at him. You know, there's been so many clubs like Burnley's going to be his, you know, his destination. You know, players like Garnus. You know, I think we've released four times, Jed Garner, and he's always come back bigger, better, stronger. You know, gained a little bit of muscle. You know, got and you know got into good position, scored. I think he's on seven or eight goals this season, so it's you know really good to see. I do think you need to blend it with experience. You know, I think if Fleetwood need maybe three wins out of the last six games, that's maybe when I'll worry. But these young lads have shown to me on many different occasions they can be, they can step up, they can be counted in. Now they are good footballers. I suppose with Stephen Crane, he's working with the younger players. He has that belief in them that perhaps Simon Grayson didn't quite have to the same extent. And given the injuries that you've got, it's still a, a couple of weeks before the transfer window opens. If you can do any business at all, you are going to be relying on these players. Yeah, I get that. Grayson did give. A lot of them, their first opportunity in the first team, yeah. and he didn't maybe need to at the start of the year when we had a lot of players like Callum Camps, like Jordan Rossiter, you know, but he still gave opportunities, you know, like sort of, you know, Max McMillan, who's not really had a sniff since, and the likes of, you know, Kean A's, he's given, you know, you know, game time to, he gave Shaden Morris, you know, James Hill, he's really helped them, you know, get him in that platform and all Stephen Craney can do now is just utilise the squad as much as he can, you know, if, you know, Grayson, obviously, believed in them otherwise he wouldn't have taken the job full-time known mm. as an embargo in what yeah. Andy Pilly wanted but you know, I do agree with Craig he probably believes him in that a little bit more he knows him a little bit more and possibly knows which under 23 players he can maybe call upon if he needs an extra body or two and which players maybe not quite ready yet because you know no offence to Simon Grayson or David Dunn he will watch them but Stephen Craney you know Technically, you know, basically speaks all day to them, lives, yeah. breeds with them, you know, sees what they eat, what the diet's like, what they like, like around the dressing room, what like when the sides are losing, or you know, do they turn up early for training? Um, you know, it's a big, big positive having Stephen Crane at the moment. So, in terms of a job interview, then, if you like, Ben, how is Stephen Crane doing? He's had some great results. You've also had uh, some not so good against Accrington a week or two ago. So, overall in caretaker charge, how has he done? I think the Accrington game was a freak game. I think, you know, getting a man sent off, and it was man versus boys, really. Accrington, a bit like Morgan, really tough, physical, you know, basically playing for the lives, you know, playing for the livelihood, you know, scrap, second balls, and they do the basics really well. And if you're a good side, you do the basics. And then anything else quality will come. And they've got a great spine, a great core, a good manager, a good little setup down there, and they deserve the win on the day. But you know, a great performance against Bolton and a battling performance against Chillingham. I didn't think we were great, but we got through, we got through the trenches. We would have lost that a month ago or even drawn it. 
but I don't care how we win games of football now. You know, we, we, we were 21st before the game against Jills and we're playing more confused Brian. Um, dealing with me were 19th, 20th and 22nd. So I just said we need to get at least seven points on the board. In, in my opinion, the first war has been won. And now it's on to the next two. And that all goes into that melting pot, I suppose, for this coming Saturday. Both Morecambe and Fleetwood are in similar positions, not in terms of the league, but just that. In Also in terms of the teams and the fixtures that we've got coming up. You've mentioned... Morecambe and Shrewsbury have already played Gillingham. We've got yourselves and Doncaster and Crewe and Bolton as our next four. So a really exciting few weeks ahead for both clubs. And, and that means the Lancashire Derby, the seafood derby, as we call it, uh, part two, that takes on now extra significance. Yeah, it does. You know, I always want to meet Morecambe, you know, but for me, I just see it as another game. I just see it as another battle. I want, I want to win it. Um, you know, I, I want to get away from you know Morecambe. I think you're a very good side. I have a look at you, and people go, "Oh, they've only won one in 11 You've got to look at who Morecambe played in those eleven games. Mm. Then you under they played Plymouth, they played MK Dons, they played Portsmouth, they played you know Sunderland in that run as well, and they played you know, you know sides like Cambridge, who you know are tough, physical. Burton, who you know aren't that aren't that bad. I think you played Wickham as well. You lost four three. You know, you've got character, you've got goals, you know, you've got, you know, you, I know you beat us and the way you did it, you know, Stockton's gone from the halfway line. I said to my dad, who's, who was, I went to the game with, just basically said, he's been quiet, but he only needs one opportunity and everything that came to me glued to it and he just had the ball glued to his feet, we couldn't get it off him. And if he gets an opportunity, and you can hear my dad on me at my actual <laughs> vlog, basically going, oh, S, O, S, O, S, S, when he scores and, I don't think anyone else in the league could produce that quality of, you know, Cole Stockton. So when you've got him, I think Morecambe will be fine. But like I say, it's going to be a tough game. And would I take a point? I would. I really would, because that would make it seven out of nine, unbeaten in three, going into the Christmas period. But then I think we need to beat Shrewsbury. We need a win out of either Shrewsbury or Morecambe. Then we have got Wigan, Sunderland, and then we play Doncaster, which is a big, big month. It's all bunching up, isn't it? The, the, the some teams being sucked into the the mix. It's becoming a seven, eight club, I suppose, mini league at the, at the foot of the yeah. table. So the next month or so of the season, certainly as we head into the early part of January, we're going to be in a lot clearer position about the way the land lies going into the second half of the campaign. Yeah, of course. Um, you only just need to look at you know, last year. Really, it was always a bottom six league from January and there's always two sides that will avoid that and for their for their for their look last year it was Wimbledon and Wigan who got through it. I do think it'll be a 16 mini league at the moment. I think the bottom four um Fleetwood, Shrewsbury and I do think Wimbledon will get dragged into it. So I do think it'll be a six or a 17 mini league. There's normally one of those sides that'll go on a good run. If anyone was going to do it, I'd probably put my houses on Wimbledon or Shrewsbury. I just think their squads and, you know, got good managers as well, yeah. a bit settled. Um, but like you say, it's always tough. It's always going to be, you know, nervy times. Your heart rate is beating. You, you, you know, sides will get good results. So then next week you'll go and lose and then you're back in the same position. Fleetwood were three, four points adrift last week. Now all of a sudden we're two points cleared just by winning two games. It's super exciting. And, and it's like you say, Ben, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? And 
there's going to be lots of ups, lots of downs to come uh, for both clubs in the next weeks and months ahead. So in terms of how we can expect you to line up then on, on Saturday, what is the difference between a Simon Grayson Fleetwood Town and a Stephen Craney Fleetwood Town? Well, I think the Grayson was long balls, try and get the ball as quickly as we can into, you know, and try and win second balls, which we weren't doing, you know, slip balls down the side and get a, you know, get a cross on, beat your man, which is, you know, all right, but it got worked out. Stephen Craney is on the floor fast, get it to your wingers, give it to someone that can play and get it into the box as quickly as you can as well. But also don't force it if it's not on, keep the ball swirling around and then let them come on to you, then play through the lines as well, which has been you know, very, very good to see. Um, you know, the formation has been slightly different. I think we played about four yesterday, um, I think due to personnel, really. And, you know, I think Grayson was a little bit stubborn. If he didn't have the personnel, he would still play a back five. Yeah, I think that's traditionally with Simon Grayson. That's what he, he sticks to what he knows, doesn't he? And if that means playing players slightly out of position to make the formation work, then he's prepared to do that. So, Stephen Craney, is he going to get the job full-time? Is he going to get it till the end of the season? How do you see that panning out in the next week or two? Because traditionally, Andy Pilly would have appointed a new manager by now, and he hasn't done that yet. Well, it took him five weeks to appoint Grayson. I think he wanted it to work out for Simon Wilde, and he didn't. And I thought he was panicking. He thought, we're in some sort of trouble here. I need to go and get someone. So he rang Grayson. However, I do believe he will give it to Craney. The results have been positive. The lads love him and they're responding on it. So I do think Craney will get it till the end of the year yeah. and then we'll reassess. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I think it, it, as job interviews go, it, it looks a pretty solid choice, doesn't it? Rather than somebody new coming in, they've got to know the squad. But I suppose that said, though, Nappers, it, it, it's, a, it's a crucial January transfer window for both clubs, isn't it? Both in terms of keeping your best players. We've got to keep Cole Stockton in the building on the 1st of February without any question. You need to keep your star players as well. So in that regard, would Andy Pilly trust Stephen Craney with any potential January? I know obviously embargoes aside, lack of movement perhaps, but so will he trust him in January? Um, I think so. Uh, I know we can't buy a player, but he'll know where he can go. You know, we'll be looking around the bins. You know, we're not like the Premier League club that can go to Waitrose or, you know, Marks and Spencer. We're going to, you know, Oldie or B&M's. I like that analogy. Yeah, I like that. Um, And, you know, that's what we've got to do in League One. You've got to fight for the better players. Um, I do think we'll lose four players in January. Hill, Matete. I do think Ryan Emerson will be sent back. And potentially one or two more. You know, Max Clark. Um, you know, potentially send a couple of the young lads out on low. Mm. So it does free up space in our 22-man squad, um, which will be good. We can reassess. Then we'll have players like Rossi to come back from injury, Callum Camps, then we'll have a squad again. And then I do think we can compete. So prediction time for, for Saturday then, Ben. It's going to be a great occasion. Hopefully you're, you're going to bring a, a reasonable travelling contingent as well for the derby. How do you see it panning out on the field? Nil-nil. You know what? I think it might be a tight game as well. I think it's one of those that neither side can afford to lose. That said, we need a win. We we the stats don't lie. We desperately need a win to kickstart what's a really tough Christmas campaign for us. I think we'll snatch it one nil. <laughs> ben, thanks very much indeed for coming on. We always appreciate it. The sales pitch then, as ever. How do we? 
find uh, Todd's vlogs and uh, all things with town from yourself? Yeah, um, I run a you know a, a YouTube blog on YouTube. Do, do match day videos, react to the game interview. You know, people like yourself before the game, um, and then you know just share my opinions on the game. We did one, you know, back in November. I'll be doing one on Saturday, which I'm looking forward to, and hopefully, um, they'll get you in the video again. That'd be great, and um, you know, hopefully, it's a great occasion for all. So, COD vlogs on uh, YouTube at FTSC Nappers on Twitter. If you just search COD vlogs on Google, loads of things come up on it. So, uh, we can't really miss you, Ben. You are the you are the online voice and face of Fleetwood Town fans. So thanks very much indeed for coming on. Uh, really looking forward to the game on Saturday and uh, good luck for the rest of the season after Saturday, of course. And I think, as I said a few weeks ago, I really hope that you stay in League One. Well, both clubs do. And I think we both will. Top man, you too, mate. A huge thanks to Ben Knappman, Nappers, Cods Vlogs. Go and check it out now on YouTube and on his socials. Now, FTFC Nappers on Twitter for the full lowdown on all things Fleetwood Town. And we're really looking forward to the Seafood Derby Part 2. A great Lancashire Derby in prospect back at the Mizuma Stadium this coming Saturday. And of course, Shrimps Live will be there to bring you the whole game live if you're not heading down to the match. Team news, build-up and the whole game live were on air on Beyond Radio across North Lancashire on 103.5 and 107.5 FM and on DAB Plus Digital Radio. If you've not heard us on DAB yet, you might need to re-scan your device uh, to pick us up around North Lancashire and South Cumbria. We are on air from 2.45, the first of four massive season-defining games in the campaign in League One for Stephen Robinson's men this season. We'll look forward to your company then. Enjoy the rest of your week, Shrimps fans. And we'll speak to you next time. Every kick, every game, every goal. Following Morecambe FC in League One. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.